you. Come on, sit down. Come on. You're going to be sitting at the Grown Ups table with Jesse Pimpinella. John Jacobs. Vance Daniels. Thank you so much for joining. We got plenty to go over today. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus, and we're also going to continue with our Batman conversation. And last but not least, we're going to talk about, well, not some of the best moments of my life. Mm. So let's get down to it at the Grown Ups table. Jesse, you recently had a uh, weekend comedy tour in Cincinnati. How'd that go? Oh, and fantastic. I mean, Cincinnati was probably the best part of the tour. Uh, I mean, we went to other places. I don't want to say where the other cities were, but Cincinnati has a lot to brag about. Like, for example, each citizen having the most teeth versus the other citizens. It <laughs> uh, looks some... like Vance agrees with that. Well, my feelings on Cincinnati are well known amongst this group, and I don't want to get into it now. But, uh, Jesse, I'm sorry. Go ahead and uh, let me know more, more about these great citizens of Cincinnati. <laughs> well, I know you don't like Cincinnati. As soon as I, walk, I drove into Cincinnati, I can hear Vance's voice going... <laughs> Burn in hell, Cincy! Oh. Like, it was pretty bad. Like, I, I felt I felt his hate energy when we Did went you? to Cincy. First off, we wanted to get to that brewery where we were because they were uh, making... They had uh, southern-style ribs and macaroni oh, cheese and all that stuff. That sounds and, delicious. Oh, my God, it was delicious. <laughs> like, it like, was. Literally, I was like, oh, yes. Like, you ever have a good meal and you feel like you're orgasming at yep, the same time? absolutely. Like, mm, oh, 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 my secretary. Stuff like that. Just wow. weird shit like that. I don't know. I When I eat ribs, I start moaning secretary's names. That's all. That's okay. Well, Just remember, secretary, you can't spell secretary without secret. Let's keep Whoa. it going. <laughs> It's the truth. That's just that's just spelling right there. Wow. I, I feel like James Spader is supposed to make a cameo in here mm, at some point, yes. right? He's gonna be spanking the ribs and yeah. the audience, well, it was in we had church pews in this place. What? Oh, nice. Yeah, we had You're not pews. a clean comedian, so I'm already interested as to how this went. Not the first time I've performed comedy in a church, though. I've mm. performed comedy in a church. I was actually fired from a church gig. More of a southern type of church uh, where they hate people that are the photo negatives of other people, kind of oh. like where they like, hate only snakes. <laughs> like their crosses have. Let me put it this way: their crosses weren't built to have wicks, but that's not a problem to them. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. No, I don't think they are. I, I don't, I'm not saying that this church is that, but. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't want to be there after 7 o'clock. I get to the I, show. I wouldn't either, man. I get to the show, right? I didn't know what I was to expect. But I got to the yeah. church. I'm like, oh, God, let's get the check and get out of here. That's the type of church. So you didn't realize that you got hired to do a gig at a church? Well, I knew it was going to be a church, but I didn't know it was going to be a very scary church. Okay. Where it's like fire and brimstone. Like, yeah, You're going yeah. to hell. You're yeah. going to hell, like, son. Like, a, like Southern Baptist or yeah. like Pentecostal or something. Yeah. So, like, I do honestly, I do my my act. And uh, <laughs> and one of the things, we're getting paid. Uh, you know, like, um, when they ask for, for uh, offerings? Yeah, the tithing. We got the offerings. The performers got the offerings. And everybody's like, they're like, this is going to some poor sap in another country. Nope, it's just going to a poor sap in this country. Yeah, and his name's Jesse. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> so they were like, it was all really cool, because like I even threw a dollar in, because there was other performers, so I thought, I'll throw a dollar in. And then some lady goes, huh, and throws in a $100 bill. Like, oh, wow. Like, all right, $100 is going to me, you dumb bitch. Was her name Gertrude? <laughs> 
Oh, she, they had a lot of those names. Like, <laughs> like a lot of those names that you wouldn't see in a pinup. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like Bethel. Yeah. Mildred. Mildred. Mildred Butilda. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I, I tell a joke about how um, I, I, I was, uh, I'm trying to be a better Christian and, and all that stuff. And uh, no, this is true. I am actually Catholic. I'm just a horrible Catholic. You're I'm a, really I'm, bad Catholic. I'm a golden dude. rule Catholic. Treat, treat others the way you want to be treated. And, you know, mind your own freaking business. You know what I mean? It's not your business. You know what I mean? And love others. That's all. Simple as that. But anyways, so I talk about like how I sin and I go for <laughs> confession. And um, I, I, I mentioned how when I was a child, I said a bad word. And then, they, and then I was like, in the story, I say, I said the B word. Now, real quick, when I was in the church telling the story, I actually said, quote, unquote, the B word, not bitch, the B word, all right? So that's, and I tell the story, everybody's laughing, and, you know, as a kid, as a child making, I was making a joke about how, as a child, I just used a bad word. Not sure, bad. sure. After the show, I get paid. Think pretty funny with them jokes. <laughs> Saying the B as, word. As she's flicking the dollars, I'm like, what happened? Oh, you know what you did. <laughs> and I'm like, what, 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 what happened? I'll tell you what you did, son. You you just desecrated a holy place verbally. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It's I'm like, like <laughs> you pissed in the holy water or something, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was the latrine. My bad. Yeah. And I'm like, what did I say? Oh, I'll tell you. When you were ending your little show with your little <laughs> your B little word. show, I love it. <laughs> when you were ending your little show with the B word story, <laughs> I was like, but but I didn't say the actual word. I don't know. So what's the issue here? I'll tell you what the issue is here. Because when you say the B word up there, we're thinking of the B word. Oh, isn't that the, the point? Word, you put you put the actual B word in our heads. Oh, God. And I'm like, I'm getting fired for telepathy right now. Right. Yeah, like I, I, like I put it in your head through osmosis or something. Like, what the hell? Yeah, so. Wow. So I took the money and uh, got out of there. But uh, but no, it was, a, it was just a scary church. Like, it's so, a church where I know a lot of my... Uh, black and Hispanic friends would not want to be at past 7 o'clock at night or when the sun goes down. I've got a question. Yes. You've painted a picture, a very specific picture to me, of this man who is flicking the bills off like a money clip, like Creflo <laughs> Dollar. Like, I want $65 million for a jet, but I can't have it because i got to pay you to hear the B word. Is this some, like, big, like, bulbous, like, gangster kind of guy? Like... What did he look like when he was counting this money off for you? First off, uh, this is a kind of a plot twist. Actually, it was a female. She was oh. a smoker, chain smoker. <laughs> oh, my God. Did she have the voice and yeah. the leathery skin and everything? It looked like her name should have been Marge. <laughs> Marge the Large. Large. Kind of deal. Large the Marge in charge. <laughs> have a Virginia Slim hanging off her fingers oh, yeah. with the, the yeah. half uh, ash hanging off the side. One hundreds. Yep, yeah. one hundreds, absolutely. And she was just, she just thought she was just in charge of this show <laughs> in every way. And it was like, and but here's what made me so mad, all right? Because then there was an, a, a band that went on after me. Oh, right? like a like a like a Christian Catholic band. Well, it, it, well, no, it no, wasn't. No. See, we weren't in the Catholic. I wish it was in Catholic. Catholics forgive. This one did not forgive. Uh, so, anyways, here's what happened. This pissed me off because as comedians, we spend so many times in open mics trying to get our material right. Absolutely, it, and it's a lot of trial and error. These this band. This band of 
whores. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm pissed, because what they did was, and none of them are females, they're all dudes, but here's what they did. Um, they basically took top 40 songs, and they literally did the South Park storyline where oh, yeah. they took out Baby and all that stuff, oh. and put in Jesus. Oh. And because these are the hill people that were in church, this is the literal hill people who don't know top 40 songs, they heard the song Radioactive, they, I'm going to sing it. I feel because here's the song. Oh. I feel it in my bones, and like yeah, and then radioactive. But they sang it. I feel it in my soul <laughs> as I pray to Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the new age, to the new age. Spiritual active, spiritual active. <laughs> I don't. I and, and here's the worst part: when they were shaking hands with everybody, they're like, "That's a real great song." Oh god! How long it took you to write it? Well, it took us some time, a lot of experience. They were taking credit for the whole song. Oh, of course. Wow. <laughs> you know, you have to honestly. I, oh my god, that's so. Funny. I don't blame them one bit. Quite honestly, you, know, you got. <laughs> if you got thrown out for saying the b word, and also let's let's uh, let's make one thing clear. Good thing you didn't say the C word, Catholic, because yeah. man, they really would have thrown oh, your yeah. ass out if they found out you had been Catholic. Oh, Fuck yeah. that. Yep. Um, but no, I mean, this band had probably hit like every church. They were probably doing like a full <laughs> fucking church tour, man. Yeah, man. They, they'd have that set ready to go. Like, all right, it's it's like think about like, like the Blues Brothers. All right, yeah. all right, church church set on C in C. Okay, that's good. And <laughs> off it was. All right, a little rap. All my legs pop, yo, rosa beans like this. <laughs> Wow. No, we're not going to do that song. Wow. Yeah, we're definitely not going to do that song. (laughs) I feel like there'll just be a fire that spontaneously... God's like, opens up the clouds. All right, you know, I gave you guys a good run, but you guys just pissed me off today. Fire. Fire. Prepare for fire. (laughs) But no, it was just... uh, It was a bad... That was one of my uh, bad gigs. So let's wrap up your yeah. Cincinnati uh, oh, experience. So, so yeah, other than that, uh, Cincinnati was great. It was a great time. Uh, great food. We were in, we like I said, church uh, pews were used in this bar, which was awesome because I mean, just like in the Catholic Church, you're probably still drunk. You know, <laughs> I know that I am because uh, because my grandmother likes sitting in the front seat, and I need something to uh, keep the nerves. Coming, you know what I mean? Plus that sacramental wine. That yeah. Sacramental oh, yeah. wine. Before uh, everyone's lipped it, though, you got to be the first one. Yeah, we do because a lot of the shows that we do, we we uh, in this tour, uh, we have uh, four comedians that go up, and then after that, we all do improv at the end. Oh, cool! Which it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We get so many uh, interesting like uh, uh, topics we have to do. We do world's worst. One of the things I like to do. Uh, so they'll be like world's worst. All right, world's worst uh, city bus driver, and I'll just be driving a bus, and I'll go. Ooh, too much tea. Too much tea. <laughs> <laughs> my hands down and just stuff like that. So it's a blast. Uh, if you want to come out to any of my shows, check out jessepimpinella.com and you can find where I'll be playing next. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the man's the myth, the legend, John Jacobs. Well, we're here to talk today about the big news, right, guys? That's right, John. Yeah, the, that's right, John. The big outbreak of uh, 2020, huh? You know, it's uh, getting to the point where a friend of ours oh, yeah. um, 
had a conversation with me last night for about 45 minutes, about 44 of which he was talking <laughs> yeah, about about the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and he's, he's uh, now a prepper, right? He's prepping. Oh, no, he's prepping. He's, and, he, I mean, he is. He yeah. he's bought supplies. He went yeah. to a uh, what we call it the. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give any plugs the, here. The, the shop and save, we'll say. Let's say the shop yeah. and save. The, <laughs> the warehouse club type The places. warehouse club, yes. that sounds good. And yeah. um, he is loaded up on supplies, making sure <laughs> that like he's... dry food and stuff like that? I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's got those, like... Biscuits, you know, and the MREs, and yeah, you know, the MREs. These, these are good for five years. You know, we're good. You he, know? he did say they weren't going to be things that they wouldn't normally use, but <laughs> but uh, you know, he's been he's been watching some stuff like uh, you know some unedited videos, and he's been making his own uh, reaction to things like people like t- clearing out uh, clearing out supplies, clearing yeah. supplies, and toilet paper and shit like that, and he's decided. Now is the time to get in on this. Well, next season, I expect to see him on an episode of Doomsday Preppers. I mean, you know, it's you know one of those shows that really is one of those things like, hey, you know what? What if everything goes tits up? Well, you know what? If everything goes tits up, we're all fucking dead anyway. So no yeah. problems there. Your six-month of supply of toilet paper isn't going to matter because everyone's going to be dead. If that were the case, and we, we were making the joke earlier about you know you know you had the the Y two K bunker earlier. Oh hey, yeah, you, you gotta know reuse what? it, man. Yeah. You know, there was like a story about the guy who bought so much material, he still has Y2K shit. You know, and they're still eating it now. It's just like, oh, God. You know, remember? But yeah, if you spent that $100,000 to uh, to get that Y2K bunker, it's ready to go now because coronavirus is coming. I have a question for you. Yeah. Are we ready to admit that the Doomsday Prepper show really is just an advertisement for all the products they purchase? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, the, it's just the biggest product. That's all it is. <laughs> Let's be honest. And then there's even episodes where they go to the fucking store and like buy it by name. So you're you're just getting adverts. All it is is advertising. And make sure that you use this aluminum foil yes, to make the hats. Exactly. <laughs> this particular brand bought at Bob's Fallout Supplies. Right. And it's this special thickness aluminum foil that's only cut in one plant in America and Bob's got it at his store. That, that aluminum foil hat is not only just good for the doomsday prepper, but if you've got an evil comedian who's trying to put B-words in your head, oh, I mean, it will block go. it also. Oh, I mean, there it is. It will there stop it that is. right on the, right on the button. B-words, B-words, <laughs> B-words. And then you see a bunch of B-words just bounce off the table. <laughs> and then the large barge is back. That's right. It'll bounce off the B-words. She's a focus person for this aluminum foil. So the coronavirus is big news, right? This really is this news. is a this is a global outbreak. This tends to happen what like once every ten years. Wasn't the last one? Uh, we had Ebola a few years ago, and then before that we had swine flu, and I think Mad we cow. had E. coli before that. Yeah. Like every about three or four years, some new big global viral outbreak happened. So this time it was in Wuhan, China, yes. and I apologize if I butchered that. Uh, oh, we very mad. We very yeah. mad. Now, oh, you know, there comes the culture appropriation. Oh. Cancel the show. <laughs> so, you know, we just want to run down a couple of facts about the coronavirus because I don't know about you guys, but that's all everyone's talking about on my Facebook feed. And there's a lot of people who are getting the information correct. And there's a lot of people that uh, don't seem to understand the details. But I thought it was interesting that the actual scientific label for the coronavirus is COVID-19. Right. 
That is the actual scientific designated name for the coronavirus. Uh, as we said, it originated in Wuhan, China. And the only way, well, I shouldn't say the only way, but the typical way it's contracted is through airborne droplets of fluid produced by infected people. Just like every zombie movie that's come out recently. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it. Right. So when you're buying all your dry goods to prepare, also stock up on shotgun shells. Uh, you probably maybe like some uh, night vision goggles. What about a hazmat suit? That way people can't drool on you and get oh, it, right? hazmat suit. But then you, know, you have to have the facility to clean the hazmat suit also. You can do that in your bunker, man. You've already got that pre-set up. Oh. There's pressurized air, running water. you got everything you need to oh, clean that right. suit. What kind of fancy damn bunker you got, boy? Got, because got I some, ain't got a bunker got like that. got some bags of lye in the back that you can throw on that thing that <laughs> is infected. <laughs> scrub it down with the special brush that came with it, you know? <laughs> It also works for radioactivity. It also works for radioactivity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got it. So uh, some other people seem to be confused about symptoms. And, and, and I think people think that if you have the coronavirus, you are like a walking zombie. And you're not. It, it just seems like you have the flu. Or I'm sorry, uh, a common cold. But a, a more severe common cold. But those are really the symptoms. So, as we have today, so today is March 4th, 2020, we have globally 95,180 cases. That was of about six hours ago. Mm, okay? Jesus. We have a total global death count of 3,254. Uh, the website that I got that from that I did vet the information as I cross-referenced it with several others is actually a live counter that updates oh, in nice. real time as people die globally, and then it's broken down by country. Oh, like the uh, the U.S. debt? Uh, yes, it just keeps ticking, right? And now It's kind of like that Santa tracker with death. Yes, but for the coronavirus death. Exactly. The coronavirus has a little The slight. coronavirus yeah! is coming. Look out, Micronesia. You better watch out. You better watch your hands. Right. Now, uh, we also have in the U.S., we just had our 11th U.S. fatality from the coronavirus and the first death in California. Yeah. Uh, I believe it is still contained to just Washington and California. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. Sounds right so far. Now, this is where the prepping and people's overreaction is coming. And I got to say something. Please do not watch the movie Outbreak or 12 Monkeys. Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain. Or the first of the three new Planet of the Apes films. So actually, it would be the second one because that's where everybody's wiped out by the virus. Okay. Or even I Am Legend. Don't watch that either. Oh, okay. I, I, I love the original story. And not I Am not I Am Legend movie, but Omega Man. That was like my, one of my favorite I, movies. I, I like the story. I like I Am Legend. I have a few quibbles. That's another discussion. So, really, here it is. Here's how you protect yourself from the coronavirus. Wash your hands often. Don't touch, like, your face, your eyes. Pick your nose. Stick your fingers in your mouth. Oh, that's one of my things to do when this and podcast's over. Now. try to limit you touching public services. So, oh, surfaces. Hmm. That's it. So, it's the same way you avoid getting the flu in the office or a cold at home when a family member is sick. There's no difference in protecting yourself from getting this, okay? 
Now, there's another breakdown that exists that kind of goes on along the percentage of how many people get infected by this versus how many people get infected by the flu, et cetera, et cetera. I did not pull that additional information because I just didn't feel it was necessary. However, I do find it funny that we, not funny, uh, I, the better word would be, I find it interesting that we are freaking out over less than 4,000 deaths from a virus but yet we have over 37 million people infected with AIDS and we can't even get them condoms. So what does everybody think we're going to be able to inoculate the world from the coronavirus? Well, I don't think anyone thinks there's any inoculating the world. I mean, even if there were anything to stop it at this point, there is no widespread process to administer facilitate, create, facilitate, oh, I can't even talk today, and, you know, deliver this in a way that could be even affordable at this point. So, there is, Vance. You know what that solution is? Cancel Jesus. the Arnold Fitness Expo. Yes. <laughs> no. Dude. No. Dude. You can't cancel the event. I've got bodybuilders from everywhere. No, oh. look, guys. This is. There's been some people on my feed pissed my off. Names? They are livid over this. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I got to kind of agree. At first, I was like, oh, it makes sense. There's all these people from different locations. We, we, sh we should be self-contained. But then I'm like, no. Because, again, we already know how to prevent it, right? We know how to keep ourselves in the best possible position not to catch it, right? If we cancel the Arnold Expo, but we still allow the athletes to compete and we still allow them to travel around the city, then there's really no difference in spreading this around regardless. And if they go to eat at a restaurant and somebody's not protecting themselves, then they can pick it up, so on and so forth. What an interesting thing you just said there was, we know how to prevent it. You know, we know how to do lots of things as humans. We know how to do lots of them. We, we do, don't fucking we don't do, do them. them. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Why don't we do them? Because we're idiots. We are. Right. We're stupid. I'm going to get, when we leave here, I'm going to get in my fucking car. I'm going to text and watch videos on my drive all the way fucking home. You know why? Because that's what I'm, this is why I'm going to Look, I'm American. That's right, That's God what damn it. Americans do. That's right. Pull my handgun out, hit, shoot the stop signs. Well, I don't pull the handgun Look, out. Look, I took a piss in your bathroom, didn't wash my hands, and I just rubbed my eye there you go see so you patient guys. zero <laughs> yeah patient right fucking here. zero outbreak monkey so i just think it's interesting that you know the degree of panic we have for for some infections that when you compare them to other pandemics i believe that would be the correct usage yes. it's i'm not marginalizing anything but it's so far minuscule down the list when you compare it to nearly 40 million people. So it's like everybody's like freaking out about coronavirus and they're like looting stores and shelves are empty. It's like, what are we doing for AIDS? Now look, I know that we, we as people, even though it was a took too long process and too many people died before we got to where we are, but we have contained HIV slash AIDS. It almost was a pandemic, and it still is, I would say, by definition, but we did stop it from getting worse than it actually is today, which, while we have all these millions of people infected, for the human race, it's a win because we did figure out how to prevent and, for the most part, stop it. But mm -hmm. with the coronavirus, we're acting like it's it's some new global thing, like in a movie. And I, I it's yeah, we got to be concerned. 
They need to be shutting events down. You know what? Here's what they need to do. You remember in, uh, I don't know what movie it is, but all any viral outbreak movies, the military always has some fancy gadget that they just scan your eyes with, and it's like oh, yeah. infected or healthy. No, 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 I saw Why are we not doing that right now? I know that technology exists. I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. I was watching CNN this morning. There's this thing called 10 for 10 or whatever. And I, yeah. And I stayed, showed a video in China, and they they had a device. There it is. The guy's eyes. Nice. Yeah. I think this does exist. There it is. Where is that device? Why are we not using that now to rule this out? And we can have the fucking Arnold Expo. Well, we can't import it. You know, it's from China. Oh, okay. Go. So Probably. we can't steal the plans and just engineer that here? We don't really specialize in that. <laughs> well, we did at one point. Uh, we don't yeah, anymore. Yeah, we were yeah, great at espionage. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were awesome at it. And now we're just... It ain't like the Cold War days. Right. Was. When America was great. And, you know, here's another thing that a buddy of mine brought up. Is that, let's say our friend, we were... Yes. Discussing. Let's say he goes to a particular retail establishment and he purchases, let's say, 10 boxes of Clorox wipes. Sure. So now he has all the Clorox wipes and nobody else has them. So while he has secured himself, the infection rate of other people has quadrupled because he has prevented them a necessary tool in them pre preventing from being infected. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. He so had, he lives, but more people die. You selfish bastard. He has set himself up to be the next monarch of the United yes, States. Yes, he is. That's he all it is. He decides who lives and who dies. But you know what? Here's what I hope happens to him. I hope it's a Twilight Zone situation where he's sitting there, last man on earth, after everyone's wiped out from the coronavirus. He's got his bifocals on reading a book, and they slip off of his face and break. I'm not going <laughs> to oh give, give him the Burgess Meredith curse. Though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, side note, can we agree best penguin? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Hands down. There's not a lot of competition, though. Hands down. So. I agree. So, any final words on coronavirus? I mean, summing it up, it's bad. We should be concerned. Should we be flipping out? No. Is this outbreak? No. Do we need to be looting stores? No. Do we need to be doomsday prepping? No. Do we need to shut down the goddamn steroid festival? No. So what's the problem here, guys? More people are dying from AIDS. What's the problem? My last word is I hope this episode ages really well. I don't want six months from now and 30% of the population dead. And people are like, hey, Vance, you fucking asshole. Good call. We would all be real, dead, man. We're real fucked. funny fucking pocket. Yeah, with your fucking patient zero ass here just wiping your eye and then coughing everywhere. <laughs> Well, All right. Well, that concludes our coronavirus. And if people are still alive hearing this, um, watch out behind you. No, <laughs> then that's the Twilight Zone. Congrats on being one of the strongest that got to survive. We all died. Real quick, maybe. I'm, now I'm going to play devil's advocate. All right. Can I do that real fast? Yeah, advocate yeah, sure. the devil. Maybe this coronavirus, maybe we need to trim the herd a little bit. I'm just saying. No, let me let me mm. back my thing up. Mm. All right, people have died from planking, the Tide Pod challenge, the milk challenge, and all that stuff, and they ain't, ain't getting rid of them fast enough. Maybe God's like, oh, I'm just going after these ones. I mean, because if we, I, I swear to God, if we started a coronavirus challenge, we could get rid of some people <laughs> we don't need on this earth. I mean, we that's could. all I'm we saying. This is how I envision it. This is exactly how I envision the, the coronavirus challenge. It's just like the first Resident Evil movie where the T-virus is in that, like, curly Q, like, glass container. 
and they just throw it on the ground and break it. Mm-hmm. So we go into a hermetically sealed room. The two challengers are in there. We have like a hockey puck, there like a is. face-off. There Guy is. drops and smashes it, full hazmat, gets out of there, lie, everything, he's good. And we just see who's the last one standing in the coronavirus there chamber. We there we are. I love this. <laughs> And, and, oh, God, this is going to be so good. Now, Someone would do this and put it on the internet. I guarantee you. And here's and then here's where it's a danger to us. You ready? I mean, it's already a dangerous behavior. This is how you attack our country. Like, you just yeah. create a challenge. <laughs> like, listen, we don't know where the Tide Pod challenge came from. You killed a couple of Americans. Russian bots. <laughs> just a bunch of Russian bots. <laughs> You're a pussy if you don't need Tide Pod. Right. Eat the Tide Pod, kid. Yeah. Oh, vodka goes down great with Typhoid, and that's how they kill us. Well, it does make sense. I mean, they gave us that crocodile drug that literally, ah. like, melts people's, like, appendages off. Now we've got coronavirus challenge. I mean, what's next? As part of the Thanos did nothing wrong camp, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on board with this, Jesse. So, okay, so I have a question. So I have a question. I have a did question. I just make Vance pro-coronavirus? <laughs> okay. Right. I have a question. So... In Avengers Endgame, right, so Thanos has snapped his finger, half the people arbitrarily, not the exact figure on Earth, half the people in the universe, but on Earth, we'll just say for argument's sake, half those people disappeared, and, you know, we're, we're five years later, everyone's depressed, they're learning through it. How is it that the Hallmark Company has not rose to power as the greatest corporation ever, because everybody's going to celebrate Ash Day on the day that Thanos snapped his fingers? We're so sorry. Opened up the card. Yeah. Your mom, brother, sister died in Ash Day, but congrats on still being alive. The the fake ashes. Oh, snap. And it's got a picture of Thanos doing the snap. So where's the coronavirus celebration day on the calendar? And where's my fucking card for being one that didn't get infected? Give it a year. We'll see what it it comes up. I want my card from you with a $20 bill. If you're alive. Okay. Deal. When I die, I'm just going to fall into somebody's arms and do the whole... uh, uh, Peter Parker Mala. I'm not feeling so good. I'll hold you. I'll hold <laughs> you, and you, I'll I'll, you. I'll tell you everything will be okay. All right, now I'll just go to dust. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to hold you because I don't want to get coronavirus. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it, man, because I care about the man. Yeah, I just barely know Jesse. <laughs> wow, there wow. it was. There's where that loyalty lies. He's pro coronavirus. He he knows how the function works, so he wants to you know work on me. Yeah, I get that. That's just somebody who's committed to his craft. Yeah, okay. Um, That's um, really being okay. pro Thanos. Okay. You know, being a sociopath is a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, look, pro Thanos isn't necessarily a bad thing, depending on the context. I mean, you know, no one was delayed getting to work because of a fucking traffic jam after Thanos. Okay, no, let no, me just no, tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, no, there were no traffic jams. Everybody was on time. Pollution was, was better. Remember, all the yep. whales came back. Well, yeah, food got better. Right, food got better. Food got better. Like you said, whales fucking came back. The I New think York condors came back. The New York like, Mets were gone. Oh, yeah, oh what's, what's your problem with the Mets, man? Oh, they suck. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus, stay away from it. We'll be right back. (laughs) After these messages. If we don't die from coronavirus. And part of our continuing discussion on all things Batman, I'm going to pass the ball to John Jacobs. John. Well, thanks, Vance. I really appreciate that. And I just want to say this has been a fantastic show thus far. Would you fellas agree? 
It has been. This has been a blast. It's been at the top three of shows so far. I would agree, sir. Yeah. Of, all so, top th- of all three shows. Of all three shows. That's right. Of all three shows, it's in the top three. I mean, I, what, what better can you do that than that? I mean, come on. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we, we, we're going to discuss the, what would you call it, the Batman quadrilogy, if that's even a real term. I mean, it's got to be a real term. I uh, demand it to be a real term. I do, too. Uh, I would like to have my name next to that, though, in at least the Urban Dictionary as creating oh, that word. Just like Pat Riley uh, had copyrighted three Pete, you can co- three. copyright. Yeah, you can copyright <laughs> quadrilogy. There you go, right there. <laughs> oh God, that was great. Okay, so 1989, a little film debuted that many people didn't have much confidence in. But they were curious about it. Mm. And what were some things they were curious about, Vance? Uh, they were curious whether Michael Keaton could pull off Batman. Absolutely. It was a really big question at the time. Is that Mr. Mom? Right. <laughs> Fantastic film. And uh, Gung Ho. Oh, and that's my other... favorite, man. I... You know I love Gung Ho, man. You know, for the listener who doesn't know, John's movie uh, <laughs> lists are pure shit. But go ahead. What's wrong with Gung Ho, It's man? a terrible movie. That's problem number one. Okay. Yeah, how about that? Uh, anyway, so so yes, no, yeah, it, it was a really big deal. It was a no, it was a really big deal. No one was really sure. And Grant, you know, the only other Batman we'd had at that up to that point was the campy '60s version. So people were ready for their serious Batman film. And here was the guy. Here was Beetlejuice yep. coming along to play Batman, and no one thought he could do it. And he absolutely did. I think we all agree. Now, are we prepared to say that he was a good Bruce Wayne and Batman, or was he a good Bruce Wayne, but not necessarily Batman? Because he wasn't, let's be honest, he wasn't really acting as Batman when he was Batman. He was still kind of Bruce Wayne when he was Batman. Hmm. You know, relative to, let's say, like, Ben Affleck or Christian Bales, where when they were Batman, they were Batman. Yeah, I felt like uh, with the Tim Burton one, I mean, they were they were in uncharted waters I of agree. Batman, so I agree. like it's hard to uh, put that scope on them because I really feel like the duality of Batman didn't really come to light until um, the animated series with Kevin Conroy. Oh yeah, uh, because that like you can hear him changing his voice and 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 you felt like. The, even the appearance of Bruce Wayne, like, he would smile a lot, even though, you know, it's a fake smile. It's a smile that he would wear yeah. to, to c- conceal his true identity, which was Batman. I feel like Christian Bale captured that pretty well. Mm-hmm. He did. Like, when he would be, like, gallivanting around town in the, yeah, I said it, in the cars <laughs> with the women and stuff. So, I get what you're saying there. His peak and funniest moment as that, because I was rewatching the whole Dark Knight trilogy, was... Um, where uh, the scene was the Joker's threatening to blow up a hospital unless somebody kills Mr. Reese before giving the identity of Batman. So he is Bruce Wayne driving his Lamborghini. He sees that the guy's going to get T-boned yeah. by, and he hits, you know, runs the red light, so he gets hit. And then Commissioner Gordon's like, that's a brave thing you did, Mr. Wayne, trying to run the red light. You mean <laughs> you weren't trying to save him? Who, who is that? And then the next line is beautiful. You think I should go to a hospital? <laughs> like the, all the hospitals are being threatened to bo- get blown up. And yeah. And that was just like, what an airhead. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. So, I mean, we all agree that Keaton did a fantastic job. 
Now, there's a lot of differences between that first Batman film and Batman Returns, right? Mm. And we know a lot of that was John Peters, the producer, who, yeah, started out as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and then, in the words of Kevin Smith, failed upward in Hollywood to become a producer, which seems to happen a lot. Yes. So, Kevin nailed that. Uh, You know, he wanted to sell toys. And you can see that a lot more in Batman Returns because I had the toy line from the original Batman and it was the Batcave, Batman, Robin, Joker, Bob, the Batwing, and the Batmobile. Wait a minute. You have a Bob action figure? And I you had know? a Bob action figure until I've I broke it. I always wanted the Bob. I had oh it. my fucking God. I, I need it. a Bob action figure now. I had it. Now <laughs> we'll talk about Bob later. Uh, so, you know, you get to Batman Returns and you have all that plus a second suit for Batman, plus alternate penguin costumes, plus, you know, a <laughs> Max Shrek figure, which I know did not exist, but if it did, I would have fucking bought it. <laughs> it would be, be real great. <laughs> but then, you know, you see stupid things like the little like the little duck that, you know, Dane DeVito drove in. and I mean, the, the patent absurdity of penguins with rockets on their backs because they could sell... Penguin toys that came with two penguins with rockets on their back, and there were ten different penguins to collect. So you had to buy five sets of two at six ninety nine a pop. Parents, you do the math, right? So we know that changes started to be made to sell toys, but another change I thought was interesting was the Batman suit, which we do see throughout films. The bat suit typically changes. In the first Batman film, they really wanted it to be a human looking type of armor so you couldn't really tell if he was wearing body armor you couldn't tell if he was supernatural you just you just couldn't kill batman but it was very much like male physique designed yeah. you know when we get to batman returns it's much more armor yes the the the, the look i equated to in in terms of the just the look of the armor is the big daddy in um uh uh why can't I think of the name? Kick-Ass. In Kick-Ass, yeah. Where it's more body armor looking versus human physique looking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool, how they evolved that. But for me, the, the, the difference in those two films, that's kind of where I was like, well, this is cool. And yeah, we did more with Catwoman, but why the fuck is Christopher Walken in this movie? He doesn't do anything. His character isn't even real. Yeah. And his character's not real, but you could literally remove Shrek Industries and Max Shrek Give Selena Kyle a different job where she falls and hits her head and the rest of the movie happens as planned. Yeah. There's no reason for him to be in the movie at oh, all. Of course. Where would the world be without Christopher Watkins? We need more cowbell. We need more cowbell. We need more cowbell. <laughs> so There's a void there. Cute penguin. I like to fill her void. I like to fill her void. <laughs> Teach her my French flipper trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had, to, I had to force the flipper joke. All right, we had to do it. We had to, I forced the boy joke. We had to do it. All right, back to the show. So I was going to say, um, being a little bit older than you, John, um, I was uh, 13-ish when... And I think I was like nine or so when it came out. Yeah, so... Mm, okay. Anyway... I was born in um, 81, so I don't okay. know if someone do the math for right. me. Um, so when the, the movie was over, 
you didn't feel like there was going to be another Batman film. You know, I agree. Really Self, of, self-contained. Yeah, it was before our kind of era of nonstop sequels yes. to everything. Yes. And so, you know, again, we were pre-internet days. You know, there was no talk of like, you know, immediately greenlit unless you're watching Entertainment Tonight from 730 to 8 on, you know, on your local channel. Sure. You didn't know that was coming until the year it came out. And it was just like, do we really need this? Is it, were there any un uncertain Batman questions that we really need answered and we didn't we had everything and you know at that time uh, that Joker was the Joker you know it was like yes. man Chet Nicholson was fucking great you know Keaton was good and then all of a sudden yeah you had this and you're, you're right both right this felt entirely different mm-hmm. and it was like okay this doesn't even have the same kind of dark feel no, that the was, original had it was a dark presentation but it was very campy and very yeah. slapstick. Lots more silly humor in there. Like that that batarang that he programs and then throws and it shows the people. And it hits him and then the dog just catches it and walks away. And he's like, eh, whatever. What? <laughs> like, wait, that just stole your like $10,000 battering. I mean, I know you can buy 25 more, but still, you're going to let that dog keep it? Like, what the hell? For me, I felt that movie gave the best presentation to uh, Selena Kyle. Yes, I would agree. I always Vance. considered Batman Returns as the Catwoman movie that we didn't get. Yeah, but the one thing is, is they, they didn't play up the cat burglar oh, no, portion no, no. of it. You know, right. like, I feel like that was yeah. missed. But Michelle Pfeiffer did a great job. Yeah, they were trying to create kind of like a like not like their own origin story, which yeah. which has been used and reused. Like that did set a trend because there has been other interactions. How she gets of bitten by cats after a traumatic accident and now <laughs> takes on their traits somehow. Well, I'm not talking about how like, they like the, like they passed DNA to her and then it rewrote it like Spider Man or some Ooh, shit. Well, I, like, I ain't talking about that Halle Berry garbage. No, I'm about. talking about <laughs> Selena Kyle in Batman Returns when I'll drop her out a higher window. Yeah, yeah I'll drop. I love that. And he pops she the gets, dollar. She gets smart. I'm dropping out a high window like Shrek. Forget That's about it. That's why Shrek was in that movie because right. we needed that. We needed the seriously this guy. But no, I I, I think with with uh, valid quibbles about Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman, I think we agree though that that was well done in the film. I liked the peng. I liked the grotesque penguin versus the Burgess Meredith, even though. I love Burgess Meredith as Penguin. I mean, he nailed it. But I think that grotesque, more um, just unpleasant, like, outcast of society Penguin was good. And, I mean, there's nobody other than Danny DeVito can pull that off. So, I mean, fantastic. But neither one of those villains lived up to Nicholson's Joker. And I used to have a problem with... Joker being the one that killed Batman's parents, and then they have this, you made me, I made you. That's great cinema, okay? But for the Batman story, I was like, eh. But if you think about it to your point where we agree that the original Batman was self-contained because at that time they didn't even expect to do a sequel, that would make sense to link them together so that when Joker dies at the end, the story is done. And then it just cuts out with him looking at the signal like and now Batman just keeps being Batman and if we don't make a, another movie after this great it's all wrapped up yes like I said everything was made for toys back then not for sequels yeah. and franchises comic book movies weren't taken seriously until Batman Begins 
I mean, when Batman Begins came out, that's when, like, that was the last time I ever saw a video game about a movie. You remember when that trend where every video game was a movie yes. at one yes. point? Yes. They made a video game version of a, That was the last time there was a Batman Begin video game. And after that, there wasn't a Dark Knight one. Yeah. Because at that, that like, point, nope. they were like, I mean, Batman, that, Batman, the Dark Knight was the first movie to hit a billion dollars but be a comic book movie. Yeah. That was unheard of. Like, they, they, the Batman Begins only made $300 million, And then they went to a billion. Yeah. That's a $700 million jump. Absolutely. So once they saw that, they're like, oh, crap. And you can see that many people, including Kevin Feige from the Marvel Universe, cited that movie of, oh, wow, okay, i got to go to Disney and yeah. show them what I can do. Or Paramount at the time. It wasn't Disney. It was Paramount at the time. And show them what I can do with the Marvel Universe. Because I don't think Disney came into play until... Uh, I think it was after the Avengers. I think during or after Avengers. They came into play. Someone fact-checked me on that, but that's true. It was Paramount. But, but none of this would have happened without the 89 Batman oh, no, to no, kick no. off the quadrilogy. Yes, no, no. The quadrilogy had to be kicked off, and that's what the first two Batmans, in my opinion, Batman and Batman Returns did. They did that. So one thing I really love about the first Batman film because we could all say, okay, Joker's great, Nicholson's great, Keaton's great, you know, uh, uh, Kim Basinger is awesome, you know, da-da-da. But for me, the secondary and tertiary characters that we see sporadically were the ones I love. Like, I love Knox, right? Just the, the dedicated, I'm going to get the scoop of the century reporter who's on the cutting edge of breaking the Batman story, but he's... He's thwarted at every pass. He Rubber hole. Yes, he can't pass. He can't pass through him. Don't be writing this stuff in the paper. And he like throws his like cigar ash at him. You know. Um, I also absolutely love Bob, and I think oh, all God, three of us agree. I want a documentary about Bob. Because what about Bob? Was the movie it Bob <laughs> has got to be. The most loyal employee to ever work for an entrepreneur that I have ever seen in my entire life. Loyal to a fault. You loyal say. to a fault. Because he gave it. He did. Why did he take my balloons? He Bob did gun. everything <laughs> for Joker. Everything. Flawlessly. And he gets shot and killed because of something he didn't know about. He didn't do anything wrong and he got killed. Well, Bob was, remember, Bob was made the number one guy right away. So he his ascendancy, I mean, he didn't have to go through four years of college and everything else that no. would normally be required for that type of position. Now, so, wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Did Jack Napier go to college? I don't know. That's a great question. I, I see him not really hanging with the Ivy League crowd since he murdered Bruce I mean, Bruce he, could have gone, he, he could have gone to uh, DeVry, you know? Who knows? But Wow. <laughs> They're That's serious right. about his success. What do you call DeVry a bunch of criminals? Yes. <laughs> if this is the joke we're talking to, obviously he went to That's right. That's DeVry. why he learned DeVry is a good school, folks. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> if, this, okay. if this took place now, obviously it would have gone to the University of Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> Which is also a good Which school. Which is also a good school. We're just, we're, this is not to be taken yeah. seriously. So, uh, you know, Bob was instrumental in Joker's success and especially with hijacking the chemicals that were then killing people out of the products and whatnot. He also did all of his reconnaissance. 
He also was basically, essentially the manager of all the other Joker goons, which, by the way, I want one of those black leather bomber jackets. Oh, my God. I fucking want one. They're out there. They're super expensive because not very many survive through production, but they are out there. You can find them. You know, with high reward, there's also high risk, okay? And, you know, Bob knew going in that the job that he was taking with the Joker, it was like that that hot stock tip, okay? He got the call in the middle of the night. He did. Buy, buy, buy. Buy, buy, buy. And you know what? It. And then he, he bought that stock, and, you know, he was with that stock until the bottom dropped out, which wouldn't the Joker. He stock. was, but, again, he was killed for something that wasn't his fault. If he fucked up, because he actually fucked something up, you deserve to die. Um, but he didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. He worked for the Joker. That's what he did wrong. But he didn't, though. He didn't know Batman had a fucking bat wing, dude. And on top of that, he was also a great wingman. Yeah. Because totally. he was trying to... I mean, Jack Nicholson was trying to woo Kim the entire movie. He was right there and by he, his yeah, side. He's like, you need pictures? I'll get the pictures. Yep. You know, and like anytime he broke into that apartment, yep. there was Bob right there. In case shit went down... He had it. Set up a date. We'll do it at the museum. That way you can trash all the artwork. We'll play some prints on the old boom box. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a good old time. So we still agree that even though there's fundamental differences between the two Batman films, they're still miles better than the other two Batman films we got. Which we got to talk about. Yeah. So Schumacher. Essentially what happened was is uh, John Peters wanted to sell more toys and Burton was like, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm moving on. And so he gets Schumacher to come in, which who has now admitted he took it in the wrong direction. He's publicly stated this. And we kind of went to camp. We got Val Kilmer, who to a degree took the role seriously. I don't think he was just up there reading the lines. Uh, I think he was trying. Uh, we introduced Robin, which I was okay with. You know, Kurt Donald. He, okay. was, he was kind of a big deal in the mid-90s. I think he did all right. But... Riddler, as with Jim Carrey, was way off because they didn't have Jim Carrey acting like Edward Nigma. They had Jim Carrey acting like Jim Carrey, pretending to be Edward Nigma, and that bothered me. But I know why they did it because that Jim Carrey character was hot. Mm-hmm. So they basically said, "Here you go, do your thing." And I I understand that, I get that, but it was just all wrong. I the one thing they did have right, though, this is it, and this is a slither, a sliver of what they had right, was the egotism of Edward Nigma. Sure. They they had that definitely, like, the need, like, because what was awesome about that movie about his character, and this is the only thing that was awesome, how he went from a B character to an A character yeah. in that movie, and Two-Face went from an A character to a B character. Like, he became... Uh, Enigma's still not going to top Frank Gorshin, though, man. Well, see, that was the thing. I, I oh, think no, he, well, no, no. Yeah. But I think he took some some imagery from Frank Gorshin, you know, some of the oh, facial characteristics and used that in there. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the laugh and, like, kind of shaking his hands and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, sure. Um, there's a story where Tommy Lee Jones, when they were uh, oh, working together, miscast. and... Um, <laughs> there, there was a discussion, and Tommy Lee Jones said... Ending the conversation saying, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. And uh, that was such a, such a Tommy Lee Jones thing to say. And Jim Carrey was just like, whoa, you know, what the hell, man? Yeah. But um, you know, I can imagine him saying that, like, is this fugitive role? Yeah. Like, uh, I cannot sanction you. <laughs> like that. I've always been a fan of the Robin character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not particularly, I don't have a specific 
Robin, I guess if someone asked me, I'd say the Tim Drake because I like his outfit the best and I like his story the best and his personal character the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Just saying that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for me, I'm a sucker for uh, Dick Grayson. Mm, so you like, the, never mind, I'm not going to say mm. that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I was a kid, I still loved that costume and I wanted it. And I still wanted it as an adult. And I know they've got like a nice $100 movie quality version that I kind of want to buy and wear to a convention. I'm not going to lie. Including the elf shoes, but we won't go there. I, yeah. So, uh, I, d- I did like the Robin character. I liked that they pretty much kept up with the origin. I think Chris O'Donnell played the troubled young 20-year-old pretty well. Um, I like how it showed him and Bruce bond. And then once he found out he was Batman, Bruce pulled back as both Batman and Bruce Wayne, which then pissed off Dick, and he was just like, well, fuck you, I'm doing it regardless, and that rift between them I thought was pretty good. I was, did, yeah. I did like that. I like that he saved Batman to demonstrate to him, I can do this with you. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, I saved you, so we're doing this. And that movie right there, this movie is kind of a one-of-a-kind of Batman movies, because it's the first time we saw Batman kind of create a partnership. We yeah. never, we've never had a movie Batman right. movie where we right. see create a partnership. And, you know... Bat- I mean, minus the Justice League, Batman vs. Superman. Sure, really sure. I'm talking, I'm talking about a self-contained Gotham story. I, I agree. And, and overall, with, with Batman Forever, we get Nicole Kidman in there, which I think at that time she was still with Tom Cruise, or had they split by uh, then? I think they were still together. Were they still together? Yeah. yeah, because Eyes Wide Shut came out in, what, 98, 99? Right. And they were still together then, uh, so... I was not a fan of her storyline. I mean, look, guys, it's Nicole Kidman. It depends on the role. She was great in the others. <laughs> she not was, so much on It wasn't Batman her fault. Forever. It was the scene where it's like, I just couldn't think of Bruce Wayne being the way he was with her. Yeah. Like, and the it, one part where he goes to her, he just goes oh, to the balcony he, and stares. <laughs> And it's like she's like, well, first she's like, oh, I got the hots for Batman, and then Bruce Wayne comes. And she's like, oh no, I can't go rock climb with you. I've met someone. It's Batman. And then Batman comes. He's like, I can't be with you. Bruce Wayne likes you. Why don't you take him? And she's like, yeah, I met Bruce and I like him better. And then he leaves with that grin. It's like, dude. Make up your mind on how you want to bang Nicole Kidman. Do you want to be in the bad suit or not? Make up your mind. Either way, it's happening. It just depends on which personality of she, yours it's going to happen with. And, like, like it's kind of leading her on in a way. Like maybe in her head she's thinking, like, oh, maybe I can get in the mouth. Ah, and yeah. And Batman will get it in the ass. But then Whoa. it turns out it's Whoa. Like, <laughs> Whoa. I'm sorry. It was, Whoa. <laughs> look, wow. Look, okay, look, logistics, but all look, right. Look, if it's Batman... You gotta make it a memorable story. I mean, I you agree. Give, yeah. You give Batman the brown eye. He gave her the battering. Exactly. My point is, she's probably thinking like, "I'm gonna get Eiffel Towered by two of the most sexiest men alive." Probably. And then it turns out it's the same guy, which is great because then she, you know, she doesn't have to choose. But at the same time, say, like, "Ah, ruins the fancy. Ruins the fancy." It. Okay. Uh, so. Um, Sorry, I, I, the brown eye is where we lost it all. Yeah, we did. <laughs> For the audience, uh, when John is trying to sell something he really doesn't believe in, it's a full Woody Allen experience here. Where his voice goes up, he throws his hands up in the air, he squints, he goes, Yeah, you know, Nicole Kidman, she, yeah, uh, 
you know, she worked in the film. You know, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. Oh, but you think it did cool, given? Yeah, she was employed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a job. It was a job for her. We yeah. know this. We, it was a job. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, so Batman Forever, even though it has a lot of problems, it, it, it wasn't as bad as the next one. If you compare it to the first two, it's not as good, but it's still not as bad per se. But then we want to sell some more toys. So we move into Batman and Robin, which if Val Kilmer in his prime is going to turn down a role like that, then you know it must be really bad. So who do we get? We get fucking George Clooney to be Batman. How did that go? Uh, he's, uh, he was a hot face. ER, ER blew up. Yep. Erred it up, man. Was like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you got it, all right. Yeah. Uh, you whipped out the Batman credit card. <laughs> Don't leave the cave without it. That's oh. pretty much where that movie lost it for oh. me, was that opening scene I with forgot the credit card. I, yeah, see, I was I, like, what is this? <laughs> see, I have a different What is this shit? <laughs> I was, okay, I was born in 93. That movie came out in, what, 97, was it? I thought you were born in 93, the year Power Rangers No, I was out. born in 93. I'm just saying that movie came out in 97. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. that means I was, what, four Or did five? you get to see it in the theater, or your no, parents no, thought that? No, I got that one. VHS. Oh, yeah, so man. There I have you to go. say, here's my experience. I'm not saying it's the correct experience. It was the experience. I, I loved that movie. I loved it at the time because I didn't know what Batman could be. I didn't understand it. Are we talking about Batman Forever or Batman and Robin? Robin. I, but as a kid, you gotta understand, as a kid, it was I the liked target it. audience. That was oh, the he was audience. definitely the target. Bane, Strong, and the toys and stuff. That was great. Oh, the, how many later. fucking toys did they sell off? The, there were at least like three costumes per character, like fifteen characters, bunch of vehicles, play sets. They sold a shit. I had of the toys. whole Batcave, Batman. The, yeah, the, I had the uh, uh, the 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 what was it? The Ice Batmobile. Yeah, then they had the whole had. ice line because let's do that in the third act to sell some more toys. I I have the action figure that actually looks like George Clooney. I have I have it all. I have it all. But the, the the patent absurdity though, like so, we we freeze the entire city with a freezeway where people are frozen like ice cubes, and then somehow between Robin, Batman, and Batgirl. Uh, we figure out some type of cosmology where we're going to bounce photons from the sun off of reflective surfaces of satellites, and we know how to program these in seconds, and we're going to thaw out the city by photonic beams. That's even a word. Going back and forth. Now, if this was actually correct, it would have melted the city and destroyed (laughs) it to ruin. But instead, it perfectly melts the ice cubes to where everyone just shakes it off and keeps on going. We got some uh, really great quotes here from the IMDb page. You just, you <laughs> just read got? the Mister Freeze quotes. The you you want to How did they get past, get past a table read? That's my first question. Because I was like, like ka-ching, ka-ching, I got to bring you into that. Can I just say something real yes. quickly? So, upon watching it years later, I was like, oh my god, this is awful. This is the worst movie ever. <laughs> but it was the greatest unintentional comedy to ever be written. I don't know because the room, I think, holds that. But if you're Maybe. talking about at that time, at sure. At that time. Like, okay, if, I'll give like, that to you. If you get like, yeah. drunk, you watch a movie, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, Uma Thurman's in it. She with, tried. With the, ba- yeah, with the Batman card. And then hit us with some of those uh, lines you had there. Tonight, 
hell freezes over. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the impersonation. You, 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 you read them out loud, just his normal voice. You need great. the LED light in your mouth, like Arnold had. The what whole killed time. the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Yeah, there it is. What killed the dinosaurs? The, the Ice Age. Age. Let's kick some ice. Oh, oh my God! These that was are probably when so they were bad. skating around the museum on the pop-out ice skates from the bat suit because we might need those at some point. <laughs> and I know Arnold was a guy who needed catchphrases. He was obsessed with catchphrases for a while, and that was his thing. Oh, uh, and he got paid. Oh uh, yeah, and tonight hell freezes over. The Iceman cometh. The Iceman cometh. Oh, That's one of my favorites. My That's one of my favorites. Tonight's forecast: a freeze is coming. I mean, these are just. <laughs> I Do you mean, think he wrote any of those, or I, did the writer I, write it for him? He, no, he brought in his like his own writer. Yeah, you know, right. He's like, I want these to be much better. Yeah, <laughs> Arnold Arnold has his own sub writer for yeah. his lines specifically. Like, we're going to edit this a little bit. The top three Austrian comics come in. You know, <laughs> Wait, give me give me something to do with this scene. Right. Well, we wrote that. Yeah. Uh, you enforce your henchmen to sing. He's Mister Ice Christmas. He's Mister Snow. <laughs> while they're ironically eating. Frozen dinners right. and they didn't melt. Brilliant! <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they just have a push button that either makes it at, like, negative 100 or, right. like, 85 degrees in uh, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you live with a woman? Don't you have that in your fucking and house? And for some Seriously? reason, whenever it turns cold, just like in the old 66 to 69 series... Whenever anybody walked into Mr. Freeze's cold area, it was always like they were getting choked by Darth Vader or something. It's like, <laughs> it's just cold, guys. Like, what's going on It'll here? last a few seconds. It's going to suck, but you yeah. know. I, I get it's going to hurt after after a while. I'm not to say it's not, but yeah. yeah it was just the, 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 the theatrics of Poison Ivy and her puns and how she talked to Mother Nature. Like... Uma, what are you doing? Yeah, trying you to... were in Gattaca. Why are you doing this weird voice? Like, I don't understand. So it was the Batman Massacre that made you go, oh my god. Here's you wanna know what made me go, oh my god. So there's a scene where she's gonna meet Bruce Wayne, right? And she's putting on this disguise, this this wig, this expensive oh, wig. To look like a normal to person. To look like a normal yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Lipstick, makeup, everything. She looks completely different. But then she goes, Alright, Bane, time to meet Bruce. And in the front seat, Bane is driving and all he's wearing is a trench coat. Yeah, and a hat. like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and he's still Bane. And he's just like, on. Bane, drive. And it's, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And then they have the, the like, the CIA took those shots of them on the plane when they killed all the, like, yeah. the, the pilot on them when she kissed them. And those shots are of Bane in the trench coat and the hat. Coming up, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like, are you, is anybody taking this seriously? Because they're not. They're just trying to sell toys. They were. They, and, one, and here's the thing. Like, I, I, I bought into it as a kid. I did, it too. It I did, worked. too. I, I'm not worked. saying those movies were great yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that. But they will work for what uh, they need. I do have one proof for you on that, and okay. that's uh, Seal, Kiss for a Rose, oh uh, at the God. end of Batman Forever. Remember how everybody in 1995 or 6, whenever that came yeah, out, five. everybody jammed that song. Everybody loved Seal for a good couple of years. Well, that, that soundtrack was the first thing they were selling. Oh, was. yeah, they were. They were selling that soundtrack. U2 was on that soundtrack. Yeah. U2 was on that. Yeah. 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 So just to know what kind of uh, bullet we avoided here, Chris O'Donnell confirmed in 2012 interview that a Robin slash Nightweek spinoff was planned alongside 
Batman Triumphant. However, uh, uh, the reported plans were scrapped after the poor reception of Batman and Robin. Well, and if you if you look to the, how they evolved the Robin costume, he was pretty much Nightwing yeah. in Batman and Robin. Yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is. He yeah. was Nightwing. And I never understood why they either just didn't pick either be Robin or be Nightwing. But if you're Nightwing, you can't live with Bruce Wayne, therefore you're not going to have as many of your actions. But we think Nightwing's cooler, so we'll keep you Robin, make you look like Nightwing and act like Nightwing, but we're still going to call you Robin. And hey, guess what? You still love Bruce Wayne. So It was odd. So would you have been prepared to see Chris O'Donnell with a, a mullet? They wouldn't have done the mullet. <laughs> They wouldn't have done that. They just would. They honestly, hey, they, they wouldn't have even done the Mastercard. There was a lot. They they, they, they wouldn't have even done that. They would have kept them with the short hair. I'm fine with that. That that's not a pet peeve of mine. So quick go. If you, let's say you are Joel Schumacher slash uh, the hairdresser to Barbara. Uh, who, oh, John Peters. Right. So if you were picking the Batman for Batman Triumphant, who would it be? John, go. What year? Would that would Triumphant have been made? Uh, probably, let's say two thousand. And uh, you're gonna have to come back, man. Have to think All about right, that Jesse, that. go. Uh, I would have liked to see where they would have gone. I, I don't honestly, know. Out of, I, out of pure, like I like a train wreck, but I would not want it to keep going to Triumph only because if I knew Batman Begins was down the pike, I'd say no, mm. no, no, no. Let Chris, let this movie burn to death, and let. Uh, let Christopher Nolan go, dishy, dishy, pasha, pasha. What does that mean? Rise. Sorry, I had to do a Dark Knight trilogy uh, reference right there. But uh, one thing, um, what was I was going to say? Who's your, who is your pick? Who would be your pick for Batman? For Batman? No, 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 no not for Batman. Who is the Batman villain? Who would you be the oh, Batman villain? Oh, I thought you were making me pick Batman. Oh. I, was about to, I was about to say Leo, man. I'm sorry if I didn't say that correctly the first time. Oh, yes, or Leo be... could have been Robin. He was no, no, still no, 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 not, no not that. Who, what, which character would be the Batman the, villain? Be, oh, which villain? Um, I would say uh, I would have loved if they somehow would have done maybe, hmm, see, you did, you did Penguin, you did Joker, you did, you're doing a lot of the major rogues. And uh, I don't want to say Rishaw Ghul because that would have been the easier one. But Dollmaker would have been pretty interesting. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Dollmaker. I, um, I would have gone with uh, my man, Kyodaiken, because you know oh that's my, my dude right there. Yeah. And Kyodaiken evolves Bruce Wayne. He does. Not Batman. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne, yeah. Fantastic. Vance, who would your pick have been? Uh, I was originally thinking Dollmaker because I think we were uh, in the pre-Hush era, if I'm not... Yeah. Just uh, about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta look that up. Yeah, that that could be it's the only other one, but I think we've been very close on the time frame. We've been, we had the character created. What about like? Would it have been too ridiculous to have like Mad Hatter or the Clock Guy? What the hell was his name? Flavor Flav. No, not him. <laughs> which, by the way, got kicked out of Public Enemy officially, right. which is hilarious that it took this long. Anyways, I forget what the guy's name, the, the clock guy. They could have done Clayface, oh, which could have been a little Calendar difficult. Man, maybe. Uh, they could have done um, um, Mad Hatter would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I'm like blanking so, so badly because I'm trying not to say a lot of the... Uh, oh, just Carmine Falcone. I mean, we, or, yeah, we but I mean, that's true. what I loved about Nolan's is that we, instead of doing the villain... We went with more realism, which was crime bosses and stuff, which I thought was cool. So yeah, uh, but one thing I will add about uh, the Batman Robin thing because I know we're running on time, running out of time. The one thing that was the biggest missed opportunity was Mister Freeze. I think Mister Freeze is yeah. by far one of the most fascinating he is. ever yeah. because he really isn't like the other villains. He's not really a one of malice. This is a man 
who wants to just simply save his wife. And yeah. of course, he will do any evil act on this earth in order to save his wife. So this isn't the conventional villain that Batman fights. The, he fights the criminally insane. He fights the ones that want to see the world burn. But now we're going to see somebody who would do anything in the world to save his loved ones. Just like how Batman would trade a day just to see his parents alive. So my mom's, who has no interaction with comic books at all, except for buying me comic books when I was a kid, she sat with me and watched the animated uh, Batman with uh, movie with Mr. Freeze. Oh, yes, I was going. And she was really, at the end, she's like, oh, my gosh, that's such a sad story. And I'm like, yeah, it's a really sad story, Mom. And it's a real story. It's a great point that we have this motivation is really unique in a lot of ways when it comes to comic book villains. In in some ways, I kind of tie, when I tie back Michael Keaton and his vulture in Spider-Man was really a, a, a character that was created. It wasn't this the typical kind of throwaway concept of he's a bad guy or he's a villain or he's criminally insane. Or no, the, these were people who were moved by events that mm. were beyond them and forced them into this situation. You could say you didn't have to do it, but to them, there was no other choice. Yeah. And that and that's what I love so much about these characters and Batman and all that stuff. Like Batman, he was he wanted he there was a void he wanted to fill. This, yeah. This sort of there's this injustice in this world, and he couldn't you couldn't go to the cops. He couldn't fund the money to the cops. Right. It would just go to corruption. Yep. You know? Exactly. So you got to take it in your own hands. It, you know, and he understands that he's committing a crime as Batman. He understands that perfectly fine and i think they do a good job of flushing that out in the nolan trilogy yes. because they go out of their way especially harvey dent to say look he's like i need batman to save my ass right now he'll answer for his crimes later believe us we're not done but right now we do need him so it's like they're willing to push that tolerance level because it's like look we recognize we need this shit so help us out now, and hey, look, it, it might come around on you again later. But for right now, let's let's get some shit done. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's just the Batman. It's there. There's a huge emotional story. There which is. I feel like they scored the highest in two movie, in three movies where I feel like they scored the highest. It was Batman Phantasm, Batman Sub Zero, which is the one you were talking about with, mm. and then uh, Batman Begins. I think those are the highest points where they really hit Bruce Wayne and Batman as a human. Yes, like I the movie agree. was directed wholesomely upon Batman. Yes, it, I like, agree. Like, let's face it, Batman didn't share the screen with Rachel Ghoul and Scarecrow in Batman Begins. That movie was Batman. Yeah. But if you think Dark Knight, your brain doesn't immediately jump to Batman. Yeah. And when you think of uh, Dark Knight Rise, you don't really think of Batman instantly. Well, we know how I feel about that Yes. Movie. Even uh, though I like it, we know how I feel. Yes. But we could go on forever, but we need to wrap up. So I guess the last question uh, I think that we were getting at was... Were we preferring Schumacher over Burton? Was that the question? <laughs> well, Which I think that'd be the easiest question. I'll tell to you answer. what: if if you want a film version of Batman '66 that sold a shitload of toys, and you don't really care about oh, I don't know, Dutch angles, obscure color, horrible writing, not a care in the world line delivery, except from Alfred and Val Kilmer tried, then uh, go Schumacher. You know, if you love nipples on your plastic armor, go Schumacher. Go Schumacher. Uh, if you like, if you remember being a kid and you want to watch something and go, what the hell was I thinking? Go <laughs> Schumacher. to Schumacher. Yes. All right. If you want a quality Batman film that would, it, it uh, oh, sorry, I got tongue tied, that is 30 years old, then watch 
Burton's original Batman and watch Batman Returns, but you're going to notice the difference, but you'll still agree these were the two better of the quadrilogy. Yeah. And especially Batman. I mean, that, again, we all agree fundamentally that that was very well done. I love the matte paintings. I love the art deco dirt to everything. You don't really quite know what era it's in, but it, it just looks right. Kind of noir a little bit. It's dark more than it is light. Yes. And Billy D is Harvey, then, which I really wanted to see as Two-Face. <laughs> well, we just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening in. Please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And as always, we release new episodes every Monday. But until then, I'm Jesse Pimpinella. John Jacobs. Vance Daniels. And you've been sitting at the Grown Ups Table. Thank you. 